0: Welcome to the Data Strategy Show, 66 Questions, Data Leaders Unplugged. My guest today is the brilliant Paul Morley. Paul is a self-confessed data philosopher, public speaker, and an executive at Nedbank's enterprise data services, leading a team of world-class data professionals, and is responsible for delivering Nedbank's regulatory commitments that govern the finance sector. He is also principal in delivering data analytical services to Nedbank's business clusters with partners and consumers of the Nedbank data enterprise being retail, corporate finance, human resources, compliance, forensic services, audit, group risk, and group technology. He's had over 30 years of experience in IT and data with IBM and Nedbank. He has been recognized locally and internationally for his participation in Leadership commitment to innovative thought and leadership in the context of the global data industry, and continues to be passionate and controversial about da- data and changing the status quo. He also loves walking around in his funky and colorful socks with no shoes on, as well as showcasing his extensive collection of loud and colorful shirts in the office when he'll be back in the office. And from this interview, you'll probably find that Paul does like to be different and break the status quo so without further ado here's Paul Morley unplugged hey Paul welcome to 66 questions how are you doing
1: I'm doing great I think um yeah, tired at the moment. I think it's coming towards the end of the year, so I'm looking forward to like some downtime. But yeah, uh, still happy. I'm still alive. I'm still breathing air. I like that. I haven't been fired. You know, yeah. so uh, all things considered, I think yeah, not bad. Not That's bad. I brilliant. think other people, other people are worse. Right.
0: Yeah, good, good. So listen, Paul. You know, this is season two of the Data Strategy Show, sixty-six questions, data leaders unplugged. So I'm literally. Gonna get straight into it and ask you those questions. So listen, Paul, you're a you know the data executive at Nedbank in South Africa. You're you know got a lot on your plate. You've got a lot of teams to run. How do you set yourself up for your day?
1: Well, that's actually funny. One of the the, the funny things is because one of the things that COVID and this lockdown has done for me is not give me my Separation between home and the office, going through the traffic. So, what I used to do in the mornings, I used to spend an hour. It takes us an hour to get to the office, you know, all traffic. I used to use that time to to like sort of get my mental prepared, get uh, listen to some uh, podcasts or or inspirational stuff, uh, give my brain some time to to find a place where it's ready for the day, pack up a high level uh, to do list um you know now i don't have that and that's and that's uh, that's uh, that, that that was the biggest shake for me now in this COVID. so now when i i now when i drop my son off at school i go and drive around the block five times to get that you know so now i'm looking for traffic you know <laughs> you just need some downtime you just need yeah. a quiet space the mind in the right gear and the tone uh, for the day and uh, yeah i miss that and you've got to i have to find space for that now which yeah. which came
0: before now I can see that I, I can understand because you've got a lot on your shoulders and there's a lot of transformational stuff going on at Nedbank. bank. But listen, about you, then, what is your what would
1: you say is your biggest weakness? My biggest weakness? Yeah. Um, trust and patience. Trust and patience are
0: my two biggest weaknesses. Oh, two biggest weaknesses. On the flip side, yeah. then, what's your biggest strength?
1: Um, I think I'm empathetic. I'm, I, 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 I you know, people, people hurt me. People, I care about people. So, empathy is one of my, I think, is one of my big things. Um, people gravitate to, towards me to talk about issues, uh, personal and private and yeah. business. So, I've got, now I've got this knack of attracting people to have conversations you would not normally expect them to have. That, you know, very private conversations. So but that
0: that's what, obviously,
1: yeah. But that, a that that
0: empathy I. Empathy I I guess that's what comes with being a leader in your position, though. You know, and uh, the, the. Well,
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think that's a typical trait, either. I mean, I look at stand back and look at leaders, and, you know, everybody walks around them. You know, they go, they can't go and speak to him because he's like, oh, he's the CEO. <laughs> I can't Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, they all go to the toilet, you know. Yeah. Um, they they, they, they worry about this rank thing. There's this rank thing that, that they're scared of. Not necessarily the person, but they're scared of the. Rank rank thing, and, I, and I, I see that all the time. They go, but why are you scared of them? I mean, I walk into my CIO's office with no shoes on. And funky socks, like, Fred, I've got a problem. If you can't just walk into Fred's office, like, why not? Why not? Is there, is there a rule that says, I can't walk into my CIO's office? Is there a rule? Do I, I mean, you need to book a meeting. I'm, I'm cool with the meeting. Is there a rule that I have to have a meeting? No. So if he's available, obviously, I'm not going to be disrespectful. If I see him on the balcony having a smoke, I'm not going to join him for a smoke. Yeah. I'm not scared to have a conversation, and uh, you know, there's a story behind that going back many years. But you know what I'm saying? So I think I think um, um, there's that element of me. Uh, I don't I, I don't I don't know if it's good or bad, but that sort of rank doesn't doesn't bother me. I, 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 you could be a rocket scientist, uh, you the same person as I'm speaking to. you. I couldn't yeah. care, you know. And that does help me a lot in a lot of conversations because I can be. I'm not scared to be approached. I'm not scared to approach people regardless. I mean, if, if, if the President of the United States will pass me, I'll go to not
0: Well, and you're approachable then as well, aren't you? Likewise. So, you know, that's, that's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So, you know, out of that, what's the, you know, what's the biggest learning experience you've had throughout your career? Biggest learning experience? Yeah. To learn. Yeah. Just to keep learning.
1: I learned this lesson way too. Uh, you know, uh, typically you go through school, high school, and whatever you do too, on your on your learning journey, and you, and you and you stop and you carry on with your life. When I got to about fifty, I was like, "No, you have to learn." And something bit me. Something bit me, uh-huh. and uh, I I've now got the sensational appetite for knowledge. Um, and I wish I had it earlier. So yes, learning uh, has become a passion of mine, and I read, I consume information. Uh, yeah, in the I, I can talk about many topics, I can talk about uh, different technologies, and I read and I read and I read, and I don't read books, is the other thing, fundamental thing I don't like is interviews, so like, you know, Paul, what's your top five books, like all leaders have got those top five books, and, you know, like you have behind you, you've got like a bookcase full of books, you know, look behind me, I don't have any books, uh, and somebody said, what's your top five books, and I go like, I don't really have a top five books, why? I said, I don't read books, if I read books, it's for entertainment, okay, so let's be careful. If I'm reading books for my professional domain, books are the last thing I read. I read white papers, research papers, blogs, because at the same time it takes you to read a book, I don't know, Taking Leaders from Zero to Hero, written by Joe, whatever, in 1989, that's a thousand pages. By a person who's a, an expert, by the time you've read a thousand pages, you've only got one perspective. Yep. I, can, I can read a thousand pages and get 10 perspectives, and I can consume it far quicker than you can consume a thousand pages in a book. So, one of the fundamental reasons for me is books don't transfer knowledge necessarily or most efficiently. Um, great to read, great antidote, great context, get that. But if I'm going to write, and I don't have the time to read a book of a thousand pages, so I'd rather read 10, 100 page theses or 20, 50 page blocks. What, what what's it going to do for me? I don't get one side of the conversation. Now I can I can read diverse. I can read about the topic with with diverse points of views. I'll have a broader understanding of a topic around leadership. If I read twenty things versus one expert, one book of a thousand pages that was yep. written ten years ago, yep. that's irrelevant. You yep. know what I'm saying so. I,
0: I agree. I well, I I think there's two things there. One is yes, you you have this 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 appetite for learning, but for learning the subject that you're currently working. Around, I guess, transformation, data, cloud, whatever it might be, um, and there are some people who, who who read just to have that downtime, you know, and yes. they do that. Yeah. So I I think there's, you know, everybody's got their own way of being able that's to why learn. I,
1: That's why I say, if I read a book, it's for entertainment, not for anything yeah. uh, other than yeah, uh, exactly, uh, mental exactly. Mental escape. Yeah, um, yeah. I read a book to do around the profession my interests. That's not for mental escape. It's not books, it's blogs, it's white papers, it's research papers. And I have access to all of those universities in the States, yeah. all the underground research. I don't need to read a book around, you know, what was the guy from GM, uh, the GM guy? Uh, Jack Welsh. Jack Welsh. I don't need to read Jack Welsh's books on how he, what he did at uh, General Matters. General Matters is old. Like, why do I really want to read that? It's outdated. And in fact, they're really unwiring it. There's a new train of thought that that's that's more damage. his his perspective is more damaging than any other. So that's 500 pages of what?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. i 500 pages of relevance that I can get yep. diversity.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's uh, that's that that's timely for you. Okay. So listen, what what is your favorite time of day? Where are you at your best?
1: Midnight. Midnight. Between midnight. Midnight and midnight between I would say 11 o'clock and one o'clock in the morning. That's when I'm the most creative. Okay. In fact, okay. I- Presentations, or if I'm doing something creative and I really got to think about something, I actually wake up. I sit my alarm clock. Wake up at eleven, go do my work, and I work from eleven to well, one, two o'clock. I I
0: yeah, yeah. No, is, I, I, do I do the life. same. Yeah, I'm the same. So, 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 uh, what makes you what makes you angry?
1: What makes me angry? Arrogance, incompetence, um, and um, uh, uh, um, um, bullying. Okay, arrogance is, yeah. is one of my. Uh, i've told you some stories uh, yeah yeah people no. okay um there are a lot of people out there who think they know what they're doing and they're arrogant and they bully people in their perspectives i hate that i i, I go from zero to zero I, you know be humble, be humble. yeah you're a leader you're a, a, a leader a, 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 a company leader like the story i was telling you before the podcast you're a leader in an industry uh leading a topic you're an expert you're a uh, a CEO whatever be humble okay you are a leader people look at you for a, an opinion for for something that you have and they and they, and, and they respect you and admire you therefore they look to you and, Absolutely. And, uh, arrogance arrogance is uh, yeah not a map
0: yeah agreed. Me- so apart from empathy what would you say is another big trait of yours yeah um,
1: Creativity is, I would say, is another trait, um, um, is, is another big one. You've got to be creative. In fact, one of our uh, young managers at, at uh, Nedback a few years ago had this conversation. Because I'm a, quite a creative person. So I've acted in movies. I've played. I can play three or four music instruments. Uh, I, I've what do you play? What, what, what uh, instrument? Trumpet and saxophone. Trumpet
0: you, and saxophone. I, did we have that conversation before? Okay, because I played the trumpet and you play. Oh, That's brilliant. Okay. Well, next time we'll have to have a jamming session. So, listen, yeah. it, <laughs> what are you most excited about these days?
1: What am I most excited about? Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, think the, I think there's lots of things that excite me about the, the word tomorrow. Okay. And, and one of the things that got me really excited, I've started. Uh, uh, researching a lot and um around uh Elon Musk. Okay. And and I, I got to this journey um because there's some traits he's got there's things he does that I that you, that that's very pertinent and there's a lot of crossover into my profession in the in the data space in the engineering space data engineering space. There's a lot of things he does which like there's like rules. They're like yeah uh, that and uh what excites me about tomorrow is how how he sees the world and and, yes. and, and that's not infectious on me now i've started to see the world differently just by going to and I, i've got these podcasts that 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 he's done i've got these like big time box where i have got to and i make notes we have gonna talk about this in data this is a this correlates to data this correlates to agile and i've got all these these time things that i'm putting together in a, in a document but one thing i stood back the other day and, and looked at it and what excites me is he's excitement for the future and I, I i've started turning into that funny enough i have like the future excites me, and and, 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 and you, you can change the future. One of the things that you know, came very clear to me was you can change the future. You, you can change it. Yep. Just don't get stuck in the status quo, which is something, as you know, I'm very passionate about. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. There's a correlation there for me, um, and I've started becoming excited about the future. I, I want to go and change things now. I want to go. And Amazing. Make, uh, and yeah, create the future that you want. To put it that yeah. way. is Perfect. That just spurs me on to read more, and know more, yeah. and, and get into all these diverse topics. Now, when, now, it's sort of so, sort of becoming a, 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 a self driving, self fulfilling prophecy with that's speaking momentum. That's why I can't stop reading. And uh, drives my wife insane, by the way. Because in in lockdown, lockdown, she's my experience, you know, because I don't see people much, you know. So it's her. So every time I come up with a cockamamie idea, it's she gets the the brunt. She's gonna kill me. I'm like, oh, I love you, you're my husband, but I'm not your anything. Don't find somebody else.
0: You'll have no, to get some, you'll have to find some kind of mentoring group or some kind of, you know, no, establish a mastermind I group.
1: No, I can't even bounce my wacky ideas off her. She's like, no, I'm oh, well. like too
0: much. She's patient enough, Paul, with you. Um,
1: <laughs> after you know, I think she's come to the end of her road. Like, no. oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> so listen, what's the best compliment in your career you've ever received?
1: Paul, you made a difference in my life. When are you. And ma- yeah, and what? So not, not only did he tell me you made a difference in my life, but he explained why I made a difference in, in, in uh-huh. his life. Okay. And for okay. me, and uh, it was a Nigerian guy, black Nigerian guy. PM, he worked for me. Lon Ray is his name. I still got it here. Uh, and uh, and he stopped me. And I won't get the comments. I'll send you a... He wrote, he wrote about me on his blog. In fact, he writes poetry. He actually put me into his, his, his poetry books. And uh, I thought that was the greatest compliment. Amazing. Can, you know, he comes up, he said, I thought about it. And then you see him write about you in his blog in like the third person. And then he, and then he, then he's in his second book of poetry he published Nigerian um, hearing He spoke, he wrote poems about, and I was included in something. So I think that is wow, that's the world's largest compliment. You can keep the rest, you can keep the rest. Yeah, yeah. But there it is. It's now in the annals of history. You can't remove it. You're in a book. Um, um, it's stated. Um, yeah, I feel privileged. Good. So what
0: makes you smile the most
1: what makes me smile the most yeah goodness gracious you know, my dry sense of humor i always smile <laughs> knowing that uh, only, you know, and the reason why i'm smiling is you don't know what i'm thinking about <laughs> like, uh, i think it's hysterical but can you say it oh, god <laughs> so I've got a very dry sense of humour, and, and um, um sometimes I just burst out laughing, and someone gets poor way laughing. I just say, I've got this. I'm thinking about something that's crazy, and it just tickles my fancy, and I'm laughing. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I, yeah, what makes me smile? I, you know, every day I smile. I, you yeah. make me feel. I'm a bubbly guy. I, I don't. Go, I, I don't look for the glass half empty. I look for the glass half full. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So. Happiness is something that you 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 decide on. Um, be happy, make yourself smile. It's, it's yours. You decide. Yeah, it. it's, it's, yeah true. True. You, if you have a bad day, you can still smile. You can still laugh Absolutely, you can. Yeah. What makes me smile What makes me smile is me. That's what makes me smile. You okay. decide to smile. You decide you're going to be happy, and you live with that. And forget the world. You know, you pull the finger at the world. And start, Today, I'm happy. There's nothing you can do about it. And Correct. you move
0: on. Love so it. When somebody
1: says, oh, what do you want? What makes you smile? I make me smile. I wake up every day and I put a smile on my face. I enjoy life. I reflect, and I go. There's people worse off than me. I smile. There's a reason to you choose to be happy.
0: Choose to be happy. It's very good. Very good way to be. What's the one thing people don't know about you?
1: (laughs) And you think I'm going to (laughs) tell (laughs) you? Well, not the extreme thing, but you can tell me something. There's a reason why why people don't know this stuff. Um, what people don't know. Um, uh, on a serious note, uh, uh, what people don't know is there's, there's very few things in life I haven't done and there's few I won't do. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a very artistic person by nature. I can draw, uh-huh. I've won artistic competitions. When I was younger, I can play music instruments. I was a grade five music teacher when I was 16. That means I can teach music at the age of 16. I've acted on stage, and I'm talking proper stage, stage, stage. stage. I've acted in movies. Um, uh, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm gravitating, I gravitate towards uh, the artistic side, the, yeah, the,
0: yeah. The, 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 and right. you're a techie but a creative at the same time, that's amazing.
1: But, but, but I yes, love it. So, so me, Paul, you got to open up that. What is it? Your left side, you're not great, yeah, like, yeah. What you said, name was Mamezi. bless her soul. And she goes, Paul, we am gonna get creative because it was all this sort of there was a lot of science, but no art, a lot of science and no art. Um, and she goes, you yeah, it." I think, but she's right. I don't, I don't apply my art to the science anymore. And yes, you have to, you have to exercise the artistic side. And by the way, it just so happens like, Paul, what happened to you? you? used to draw, you used to act, you used to, you used to play music instruments. You do all the artistic, all the artistic uh, 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 dimensions. You, you haven't played your trumpet in 23 years. You haven't drawn in 20 years. You haven't acted in 35, 38 years. What
0: changed?
1: What's going on? Yeah. What's going on? So, a lot of the time now, I, I look for the art uh, uh, in, in, in the science. And it's probably why I, I like a lot of ph- philosophy now, uh, 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 philosophy now and around data. And I, uh, go and understand the arts, go and understand what art teaches you that science doesn't. Uh, look at the correlations, look at your, uh, do a lot of reading around the great philosophers of old or the great scientists of old. And you figure out very quickly all of our scientists and all of our philosophers are scientists and philosophers. They yep. are not one. Yep. They, not, yep. they, don't, they don't teach sure. you. Then you start looking at education You go like oh. They don't do philosophy. A PhD. What's PhD. It's a doctorate. Yep. It's a, the philosophy of science. Okay. That's, that's PhD. But do they ever do philosophy in the, in the, in the, in the, in the exam or the, 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 the doctorate? No, they're do, they talking about the science. And if you really get to understand the old uh, world, uh, debate was a very important part of science. It was. And in fact, yeah. one of the laws of science, the ontologies, I don't know if you're, the, you're, you're aware of the ontologies, like uh, the ontologies, or there's this word that they tag on when it's a science, like uh, geography and philosophy. And uh, yep. uh, it's, the, it's, it's the words ending in ontology, O N O L G Y. There's, there's all the words that have an ontology are defined as a science. And to have to be called an analogy, because uh, we could. Have, why isn't there a word like dataology? There well, isn't data, because there isn't one. Because yeah. comes with four laws, and one of the four laws is a philosophy. You have to establish a philosophical debate and function to support the science. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you can't be called the science. So it's in the definition of a science that you can't be called the science unless you formulate a body. To have a philo- philosophic conversation around what that science would do or impact the human race because that's what the the, the 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 debate is about yeah i come up with a new that you have to have a debate around it, how that science will impact the human race and civilization and that's how the greeks saw it that's why philosophy and science together and to some degree that rolls into to modern sciences um but and we've lost that we've lost i think i, I think you're right i think you're right um so biology Biology and geography. <laughs> and and I,
0: am going to tell you something really funny. So this weekend, and it's weird how ology has come up. This weekend, I was doing my daughter's spelling test with her. All of her, te- all her test was all about the ology words. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, now you're speaking about it. It's hilarious. It's come up. I mean, she had, she had to know what campanology is.
1: The art and Wait, practice of bell ringing. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, so, so go you should have, have spoken to me last week because then I would to have said to you, Go back to your teacher, whoever's teaching you all this nonsense, and ask the teacher, What are the laws of analogy? What is it in the language yeah. that allows to be called an analogy? Because there's a the law around that. You can't score yeah. anything. You have to conform to the True, laws. true, true. Tell you, I, can, I can tell you now that most of your teachers and things without the word weren't able to tell you. Well,
0: she, she even said to me, what am I going to do with a word like campanology? I said, I don't know. Maybe it will maybe come up in a quiz later on in life. Who knows? Listen, what's, the most, what's the most adventurous thing you've done in
1: your life? Adventurous? Yeah. Cape to Cairo. The What? Cape to Cairo. Traveled from Cape to Cairo. Oh, Cape to Cairo. Ah, how did you do that? Uh, bought a second-hand Land Rover, a Unimog, and me and my cousin and two friends. And you just to- did it. House, sold the house, cash in the pension, uh, <laughs> the goods, uh, sold everything we owned, bought a van, plugged it, pulled it up, and... Poof. How old were you? 94. When was I? 93, 92. Um, yeah, sort of in my sort of early 20s, so 23, 24, Wow. 23, Amazing. Yeah, 23. Amazing.
0: That's incredible. And you just sold everything and you did it.
1: Sold the house, sold the car, sold everything, sold the furniture, kicked the girlfriend out, resigned <laughs> from work. Catching... Basically, when we were finished. When we were finished. Everything we owned was in a in a unimog, The four of us. There was nothing else in a unimog. There was and an then unimog. you started all over again. Uh, life is like that. I, yeah. And that would that. That's not the first time I've done it. And I keep saying to people, you know, and uh, you know, if you go through hard times, um, um just pick yourself up, do it yep. again. Be, be, yep. Be. I think I've re, rebuilt myself two or three times in my life. I, I, wow. Yeah. Scrubble, stretch it. Wipe the whiteboard clean. Start again. Yeah,
0: start again. So,
1: listen. So I'm, very, you, I'm very comfortable uh, with that. I'm very comfortable with that. In yeah, myself. And yeah,
0: it's, it, You need to be a, rap, a very robust character for that, I think. You, you need to be de- defined and wired very differently. But let me ask you, how do you define yourself in three words?
1: Three words? Uh... Eccentric is definitely one. Uh-huh. Humorous. Yeah. Uh, social. What
0: would you say is your most overused phrase?
1: My most overused phrase.
0: Bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the best piece of career advice you've ever received?
1: Uh, best get, uh, be resilient um, uh, is, is probably the best. Yep. Uh, be re- never say no. Sorry, I lied. Never say no. Never say Always no. Say okay.
0: No. Yep. What's, what's your pet peeve? Pet peeve? Arrogance. Do you remember the moment when your career completely changed?
1: Yes. I can remember about seven points in my life that have fundamentally shaped the direction of my life, cradle to grave. There's about seven points in my life, yes. Okay. Tell me one of them. One of them uh, when I got my first job at uh, when I came out of the army uh, uh, and I didn't have a job and there was no jobs and you know I hadn't qualified in anything and uh, and I had nothing and uh, I was getting depressed and I uh, went to IBM uh, for an interview and he said he couldn't see me come on a Saturday so I went to IBM Park uh, on Saturday just Saturday morning. I mean I didn't even have a car coming out of the army good nothing you know um and uh you know i'm sitting there in my jeans and my shirt and whatnot and i'm i'm sitting there i'm the last guy to go in and i see all these like, suits and ties all these I obviously went for the interview with this guy suits and ties coming through like i was looking at me like, man like, i don't have an, i don't have a degree in in, in, in computers i don't I'm, I'm sitting here without a suit i've been full of suits you know i like, would walk around i'd be back in the day all that suits so i'm sitting there in my jeans and taggies and t-shirt i'm like uh oh, maybe I'm in the wrong place <laughs> and uh, and, the, and eventually this is coming and uh, I went to the office and he looked at me he goes I hope you are not like the rest of the 13 people I saw today because it's really I'm like done with this lot and obviously I'm not because I've been in, 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 in jeans yeah. and a shirt and my interview with this guy uh, lasted 10 minutes didn't talk about anything about the work I'm going to ask him a few questions I had to report to work on Monday morning at 9 o'clock
0: fantastic
1: the fact that you came here and you're t- telling me you like being open to it there's nothing you've got no bullshit. and i like it you jeans days that tells me something you're comfortable with yourself and uh, you know t- the conversation didn't last 10 minutes 10 wow. minutes i was at ibm for almost almost uh, 18 years and amazing. I, uh, opportunity, uh, amazing. i'm amazing and the not choose being one of the individuals that wrote the ibm red book on TCP/IP protocol back in the day when token ring and all that so ibm's first delve into the the Cat 5 TCPIP, was Let up and then you know, I ended my career as a part of an elite SWAT team with IBM in the in the in the region, flying all over uh, Middle East Africa, sorting out uh, problems for IBM. Whatever the problem is—technology, contractual, project management, deployment—really didn't matter. I was one of five people, with, and each of us had unique skills. And uh, uh, and wherever IBM had a problem with a customer, that sent us. They wow. this team, in, I was.
0: You were the hit team, the hit squad. So, I mean,
1: Go fix IBM's. Yeah, there's a problem. Yeah. This customer doesn't want to sign a contract, big problem. Off you go. Off For you all go. these projects they've wasted, they can't get the integration and technology in there. Uh, so, yeah, whatever the problem was, whatever the okay, great went from to implementation, you know. So, great stuff. yeah, I was wrong. so to listen What is- What
0: makes you feel accomplished?
1: Well, accomplished. Yeah, when I, when I see the surprise in other people's face.
0: Nice. Do you have, uh, do you have any regrets? Do you have a, you okay. know, yeah? What's your biggest regret?
1: Uh, I should have been such an idiot when I was younger for so long. You know, I should have taken my life a little bit serious here when I was when I was younger. I mean, I mean, I've also d- done pretty much anything that can kill you. So I've jumped out <laughs> of airplanes. I've lived, I'm an instructor. I'm boarding. Me and my cousin used to do, I don't know, free climbing, rock climbing without ropes, like you know, 400 feet up a cliff with nothing. Um, yeah so a bit of a wild one on those wild sports so anything that could kill you I'm done okay, okay. so if there's a sport that's dangerous I've probably done it yeah amazing
0: listen so what's heavily played on your music playlist right now oh
1: my music playlist great yeah. band from the uh, um, Dropkick Murphys love them love them, love them. Drop Dropkick Kick Murphys. Murphys okay yeah yeah. I like him a couple of years they're not your arrogant normal band um, the guys own the entire music life cycle himself he doesn't he has his own record label because he believes people screaming out more importantly he, he started three charities in boston he, so a lot of the band's money um goes to supporting these two charities uh, in boston down to earth guy um you know a lot of them he does a lot of charity work uh very very busy okay guys um so you know if you look at the territory all around the states they're very popular so awesome it comes up Modern day rock band, but the newest stuff is is not so punkish. A uh, good rock band, and the, and his big mates with Bruce Springsteen, you know. Okay. This this put it this way, this band guy, he, he's this band, like the guy the lead singer, help, uh, uh, you know, when he has concerts, he brings up his grandmother to the stage. Uh, his grandmother, <laughs> his, his, his grandmother comes to all of his concerts. Okay. Both his brilliant, brilliant. So, I love it. The guys, he's down to earth. He's a normal person that plays good, solid rock music.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like yeah.
1: that. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay well i think everybody's going to be searching for that person on spotify or the band um so what three things are at the top of your bucket list then
1: My bucket list yeah. Uh, yeah top three things on bucket list um hawaii is one i want to go to hawaii it's my bucket list. i could not care where in hawaii but i want to go i'm going to hawaii okay uh so that's one thing i'm doing um uh, Living long enough to see my kids get married is, is on my mind. Okay. List. Uh, but, but I had my kids later now. I think I was 40 when my first one was born. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. 40. So, you know, by the time they get to university, I'm in the 60s. you know? Yeah. Same oh, as I, yeah, I will be as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to be around uh, that. That's definitely on my bucket list. I'm dying, dying until I've done that. Yeah, so let's, <laughs> <be clear.
0: laughs>
1: let's be clear. Let's be clear. I, I my bucket list. I want to attend my kids', kids weddings, especially my okay. kids' wedding. Okay. To, that's my bucket. Cool. That's all my bucket. Good. to be that. Uh, the other one is, um, uh, of all things, funny enough, um, go to Disney. Disney, Disney oh, you Disney want to Disney. do that, do you? Okay. <laughs> I want to go to Disneyland and uh, Orlando. I want to go to the Space Center, Orlando and Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm a 50 year old kid. Uh, Good. Well, Good for cool. you. You've got to live like that, right? What, what's your guilty uh, pleasure? A guilty pleasure. I think, I, I, think, I think smoking in whiskey, eh? uh uh-huh, okay. In. Cigars are a good whiskey. A good single-mob um, um, oh, love
0: whiskey. It. I love it, yeah. So listen, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? Stop your shit, pull yourself together. Okay. Yeah, if, yeah. if you could switch yeah, lives that's... with one person for a day, who would it be? It would have been. Elon Musk, I think. Okay, what's the most ridiculous fact that you know? The most ridiculous <laughs> fact <of it>? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i I don't know, doesn't uh, matter if you fact. don't know, it's all right. Uh, I'll come back to that one, Mine's okay. Back. I'll be no, oh, that's fine. Don't
0: worry. I know does Some of these questions throw at people. If you could resurrect one person from history and put them in the world today, who would it be?
1: Uh, 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 one person from history. You put, him, you put him right here. Uh, put I them, was, uh, whoever they might be. Isaac Newton. Definitely Isaac Newton. Okay. Why is that? I was slap you. I would slap first. I was, like, <laughs> was slap you. Dude, right. Great idea stuff is done, but you really screwed up civilization for the next 300 years with this whole industrial age bullshit. Oh, it's happy first. You could have led it different. Problem around Isaac Newton is he influenced a lot of scientists that he wasn't here. So if you go back to his time with Isaac Newton, a lot of other scientists, his peers, there's a lot of other peer scientists at the period, What they don't tell you, okay, uh, is Isaac Newton spent a lot of time with all of them helping them with their own research, but never credited him with it. So Isaac didn't just do his stuff. All the other peers of his time, yeah. he spent a lot of time, and, and, and they didn't credit him. So I'll definitely slap him, man. He, he cocked us one up big time. Uh, it's either him or, or Telsa, T- Tesla. Tesla. Um, um, Nikola uh, I, Tesla. I think, yeah, I think there's two people that could fundamentally have a second chance of, of, of the boat here. Um,
0: cool. The what's, the, what's the one thing you wish you knew at the age of 19? What I know now. Okay. If you were not living in South Africa, where would you be living?
1: Where would I be living? Vietnam.
0: If you could offer one piece of advice to upcoming data leaders, what would it be? Know yourself. First. Yep. Where was the best vacation you've ever taken?
1: Best vacation I ever took? Uh, The Red Sea.
0: What's the one city you've always dreamed of traveling to? I am. What was the best lesson your parents ever taught you?
1: Uh, understanding that you're born with nothing and you die with nothing is fake. You're born with nothing and you die with your name and you die with the potential of making an impact and leaving that impact behind you. That's what they told me. Think, and they said to me, think about it carefully. You think when you get into a grave, the only thing that you've got is your <coughs> name? Yeah and the influence you had by changing one person's life. Because yeah. they'll remember those two
0: things. Yeah, I In love it. Future. I love it. What's your favourite food? Pasta. Uh, gotta be pasta. <laughs> good lasagna or a good Yeah. Oh, I love arrabbiata. Um, Apart yeah. from mine, just, and again, this is not a, uh, a question that I want you to say it's mine, but what is your favourite podcast?
1: My favourite podcast? Yeah. No, I think I think the last one we did it was just like it's no, loose. It's, I know it was loose,
0: but I mean don't 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 just say it's because you're I'm interviewing you. Yeah, are there uh, other podcasts like, that you would say that that was you know?
1: Yes, it is. Uh, 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 I forget the name now. It's a guy that that teaches kids. Uh, he's a he's a he's a refugee from Lebanon. He's now staying in the states. He's a professor at a university, but he's got this podcast that he does for very young children, and they okay. teach about eight motors currents how does it work but he's so funny because every time he does it and he, and he does it in such a way where it appeals to like the 12 and 13 year olds yeah he shocks him at least five times every show <laughs> and, he, and he's hilarious but he's got such a way of engaging science with these youngsters on his podcast um if you're interested i'll, I'll send yeah send, send it to me
0: i'd love it because my daughter's 10 so
1: yeah. My son this guy. He thinks he's hysterical. And he goes to all the times ACDC, Gravity. How's does a microwave? Oh, the microwave one was hysterical. Out there. I think he could do Oh, animation. brilliant. Send it to me. It's great. It really is. And I think, what I, I'll watch it just because i and is that is it's that, 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 that humor in the background. Like, you love seeing people get shocked and zapped. And it's, <laughs> you never know. i watch it because I want to see what he's he going to do to himself in on this one. Yeah. It is hysterical. Like, brilliant. I, love it. I really enjoy it. But you learn something. The yeah.
0: Key part, yeah. So listen, coffee or tea? Coffee. What's a movie that made you cry?
1: What's well, the movie that made I cry?
0: What's a movie uh, that made you cry? Yeah. Are oh, there are too many.
1: No, I don't think there's a movie that I cried. I Um, I, I elaborate. You don't believe me? I, I remember exactly two occasions where I cried in my life. Uh huh. Wow. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Maybe there's really something wrong with my tear ducts, but. I've only ever cried twice in my life, and movie wasn't one of them.
0: Okay. Who would you say is your biggest inspiration?
1: Biggest inspiration. Um, <clears throat> um, my biggest inspiration. My biggest inspiration. Wow, um, wow. Well, well, there's so many. I, I'd say. I, I, I'd say. I, I, I'd. I'd say my grandfather is probably my biggest inspiration. Okay. He was.
0: Mm, okay. Uh, and, and what about him made you feel so inspired?
1: What was it? He was, he was to the point, but he had wisdom in him. He, had, you know, he, he, he shared wisdom and he said, he said many things over many parts of his life. And he, and he gave me a lot of, a lot of wisdom. And uh, the last time he gave me a piece of, of wisdom was probably about three hours before he died when I was in the ambulance going to the hospital when he died of a heart attack. And he knew it. He knew his, he knew his ticket was up. He was like, done. I'm done. That's it. And I, I mean, and we stuck with me, and, and um, yeah, um, yeah, um, that shaped a lot of things in my life. It, it shaped my personality. Put it this way, it was so foundational in nature. It's so small, but so foundational that it shaped a lot of my character. If you watch you yeah. see beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. What What's the one talent you wish you had? One talent. Um, playing golf. Okay. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> It's either golf or a Formula One racing driver. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I think
0: everybody would love that. What's your favorite exercise, if you have one? Nothing. What's the one data trend that you dislike? Statistics. What's that? Yep. Okay, statistics. What's a superpower you wish you had? Invisibility. What's something you won't be doing in ten years' time?
1: Talking to you. <laughs> and that's only because I'm going to die in five. Okay? This oh, okay. don't be I'm silly! To...
0: Don't be silly! You'll still be talking to me. Oh,
1: what am I going to do? What, what am I going to be do- not doing in ten years? Um, working eighteen hours a day—that's what I'm
0: okay. not going to be doing. Yeah. Looking back on your life, is there anything you would have done differently?
1: Oh yeah hundreds of things i'm not as arrogant. i'm not an arrogant person to say that there's nothing i would have checked i mean yeah. that's just pure arrogance. Yeah. yeah everybody the moments they want to go back and they have regrets and they want to change there's plenty of, them. plenty of them don't be arrogant they go through life and say i have no regrets you're talking nonsense okay. what's the be best up. what's
0: the best thing that happened to you this year
1: best thing has happened to me this year it's been a slow year i must admit um, Thing, really, I think huh? it's, really. It's, I've been sitting in this room for like, I don't know, 18 months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so what movie makes you laugh the hardest?
1: What movie makes you laugh? Um, uh, um, oh, I uh, um One of those guys, Chi and Jong, Up in Smoke. Oh, <laughs> you like
0: them? <laughs> those guys are legends. They, they are mad. mad. Do you believe in second chances?
1: Absolutely. Everybody deserves a second chance
0: and a third. And a third. Good, good. What three words best describe your leadership style?
1: Pragmatic, energetic, and creative.
0: What are currently your top three data challenges?
1: Um, integration, agility, understanding. And what are the three words that
0: would describe living in South Africa?
1: Unique. um, Unique uh, and unique, resilient, uh, opportunistic. What's the
0: one thing you had to learn the hard way? Mark. How do you handle pressure in your career?
1: Swear a lot, slam a table, the dog, pretty much it. Apart from
0: statistics, is there another trend that you would like to see disappear forever?
1: Yes, uh, uh, uh outliers. Uh, kills me, kills me. I kill. got this f- a philosophical way of the work. I look at these, let's talk about data science quickly before I digress. Yeah, yeah. They talk about clustering and got these, these clustering models, and then around the end, they've got one or two like uh, outliers that set up there. You know no, no, we want to make the model run efficiently, let's get rid of the outliers. Like, there's they're just there for this set of clusters you know I mean? Like, why, why do you want to do that I don't, I don't understand and maybe I'm not a data scientist okay so maybe they've got a disability but I'm not one but like why do you want to do that because the cluster is what everybody knows if you think about it if you think about the data science if everything's clustered it's what everybody's doing it's what everybody's doing that's why it's in a the cluster they're all close together they're all tightly packed they all have something as strongly in common they all have a a perspective that's 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 in this that's together yeah well, you're going to learn nothing from that besides everybody's basically doing the same thing if you think, yep. now i'm using the analogy the outlier that sits like on the other side of the map he's doing something that everybody else is not doing but he's still on the map why is he on the map why is he unique and and, and that's where my question always comes in is like why is that dot why is that outlier unique why isn't that dot here with all the other guys And I'm not saying the dot is right. I'm not saying the dot is right. You're just
0: asking the question, though.
1: Yeah. What makes that dot unique? And if you exclude it it from your calculations and formulas, there's information that you've taken out of your model that you should be looking at. Because maybe that information can give you insight of why is there in the first place. And maybe it's a good thing. Let's remove backpackers' bias. Maybe the 99 people all sitting in this class are wrong. Maybe it's the one guy that's up there that's actually right but you just just removing from, from, from the model that information. And I'm going, forget about the clustering. what everybody else is doing. What you should be looking at is this, out, this information on the outside, because that's the that's the information you want to know. It. It's yeah. not this stuff in the middle. All that tells you everybody's doing the same thing. So what? Like, okay, it looks like it's fine. Now, I know that that analogy doesn't apply to everything. I get that. I, I'm just using this as an analogy of trying to describe. Like, don't remove the outliers. And... For me, that's one of my big bumpers. So like, why are you going to do that? There's a reason there. It's the same as a in the quadrant model. Top five, and everybody's up there at the top. But you've got this one guy over there. Like, why is he there? He must be doing something to get on the chart in the first place. There must be value there. Even if it's only him in this quadrant, and everybody's up here, there's a reason why he's there. You can't say, I don't want to look at him. You only want to look here. But why is he there? And why is that customer that has the tool Using it. So, maybe, cause, cause, why would a customer use a tool that no one's heard of that's not performing in the top quadrant quadru- quartile? There must be a reason why that customer's chosen as a very specific tool that puts that tool here and not there. Although it's not, you know, it might not be good, but there's a reason why a customer is using it like that. Well, so, what's the reason? That's yep. the that, that, that mission, you know, and, and that kills, Sorry, you're going to get me on my back, but no yeah, that's the one. <laughs> we should have done that, on pet
0: Beeves. So, what's the, this is the last question, Paul. What did you want to do with your life at age 12?
1: Be an architect. And I might still go back when I retire. I might go back to university and I might land up getting my architectural degree. I, I Another an architect.
0: seven years of doing
1: that. What else do I want to do?
0: Learning. Write a book.
1: I'm, write, I'm busy writing a book anyway, so um, so I am writing a book. That's one the one creative art I haven't done yet. Um, that in poetry, I think uh, then I think I would have done all of them. But no, I mean, I, I, I still want to be an architect. I still want to do an architect. I still want a degree. My man that says, "Paul's an architect." It's something I always wanted. It's like maybe there's an opportunity, maybe there it isn't. It's, it's
0: probably one of my bucket list items. No, that's awesome, Paul Morley. Thank you so much for your time. I've had so much fun to get to know you and. Basically, Paul Morley unplugged. Thank you so much. Thanks. Sammy. Cheers.
1: Great. <laughs>